Hello, wild women. Welcome back to the Fem Podcast. The Fem Podcast with Jack and Rob. In two different countries. In two different countries. No longer recording from my daughter's bedroom. No longer recording, sitting beside each other in the jungle. Sweating our lady balls off. Well, I still can. (laughs) It's okay. okay. Just keep going. Just pretend that I didn't say lady balls. It's fine. I was like, well, I kind of still am. Jack, coming at you live from Costa Rica. Robin, in the humble mountains of Squamish, British Columbia, cozily tucked in her bedroom. (laughs) So happy. (laughs) The crazy thing is and we're going to share the story of what went down and the departure and the decision and the process behind this but seeing you there it's so crazy the last like two days watching you like on Instagram and in stories and in quarantine because people keep messaging us like they're like you guys are making me cry how are you guys doing this I've had I've received so many personal messages from friends like someone today was like are you okay And I was like, okay, why? What happened? Oh, are you okay? Like Rob, like you and Rob are apart. And it's so interesting because when I see you, I'm like, oh, that's exactly where you're meant to be. And this is exactly where I am meant to be right Mm -hmm. now in this moment. Mm -hmm. Well, even on our final walk to that last sunset, you know, when I like burst out in tears and was like, I hope I'm just not making the wrong decision. I think one of the most beautiful things about this journey, and I'm excited to tell this story because really, I feel like, yes, it happened in six days and it happened so fucking fast and wildly. But really, for me, I think one of the interesting things was that even before we left, you know, there was this like open ended question or this conversation around like, you guys aren't really going to come back. You know, are you guys ever going to come home? You guys are just going to stay there. So even before we left for Costa Rica, I had this kind of like subconscious narrative, I think, that was just like, are we going to come back? So I started asking myself that question even before we arrived there. So yeah, it was interesting to go through it and to actually like have to make that decision And you started asking yourself that question before we arrived. And like day one for me, I was like, and I'm staying. And I remember like passing our girlfriend on the street, like she was just driving by and she was like, I have this feeling you're staying like literally day two. And I was like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. But then, so me, so I think this is one of the coolest parts of the story. Okay. So I have, for those of you who are are tapped into your human design, I have an open head center and open solar plexus. So I take on emotions, feelings, thoughts, desires, beliefs, fears, anxieties, like fucking everything of everyone around me. And so immediately, like even before the plane took off the tarmac, I was like, do I want to come home? Will I ever come back? So from there, I started to hear all of these like opinions, you know, I was receiving so many messages. Like I know people do this from the kindness of their heart, but if the whole world was tapped into human design and knew ourselves a little bit better, I think we would think twice about this, but I had so many messages of like, 
bleak Canadian weather. Okay. Like fucking ice blue cold. Like do not come back. What are you thinking? It's shit here. It's minus this. Like don't do it. And I was like, so I could feel my own heart. Like, uh, the longing, the like, oh, but, and then I could hear everyone else's opinions. Like, why would you leave that life? It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's so hot. And I was honestly like at such an internal conflict for so long. I'm realizing now. Well, the thing is, and with your human design and how your energy operates, it's not even that you take in other people's like direct opinions like that, like don't come back, but you also take on other people's desires. So for me, you know, there was never like, oh, you should stay. It was like, I desire to stay. Dunk was like, I desire to go home. And it's not like we were like, even like trying to bring you along our desire, but you just naturally absorb our desire energy. 100%. So I had all that like outside noise from all the people, like strangers on the internet trying to politely offer me advice. And then I had you. And dunk. And like the two biggest influences in my life outside of the small, tiny humans. And both of your desires were like complete extremes. Okay. So the coolest thing for me, and I think this is part of like my, my like self recovery healing process after learning my human design is that I'm like, oh, that desire isn't mine. Oh, that desire isn't mine. Right. So here I am a woman who's like done so much of this work and like risen and gone to this place where I'm able to recognize number one, that desire is not mine. Number two, that desire is not mine. And then I got to this place where I was like, but what is, you know, like, what do I desire? And so the most wild thing was that I didn't know for like, how long was it? Well, this is wild because you are pretty like Queen Sacral speaks and speaks loud. Like we have done a podcast episode specifically on Queen Sacral. She comes into, oh my gosh, side note. I'm so happy that you have your mugs back. Hey, you guys, this mug says hell yes. And that's what Queen Sacral usually says. So this was the crazy thing. Like for six weeks, you weren't getting that like full hell yes either way. Right. So Dunn kept asking me, babe, like, when do you think you're going to know? And I was like, well, I don't know. And then a week late, a week would go by and he'd be like, so do you think you're going to know like soon? I was like, I don't know. I think you're missing part of the story here because people don't know what the sacral hits were. Like there was a time when you were considering, well, six weeks time that you were deciding, am I going to go home with Dunk who's decided he's going to go home or am I going to stay in Costa Rica? Right. Okay. So let's actually, let's actually, you're right. Let's tell them about all the options. So here's what Dunk and I did. We literally wrote out, like there was no way Dunk was staying And I had zero desire to convince him to want to stay, which is really important. Like I had no desire to try and make him want to stay in Costa Rica when I knew that that was not what his heart wanted. So from then I was also like, I also don't want to make a decision based on your desire because I don't want to get home to the freezing fucking cold and rainy blue, blah, blah, and lockdown and quarantine and like, hate you. 
you know, and be resentful and angry and spiteful and to be mad at myself, you know, like why, why couldn't I have chosen the thing that I actually desired? Well, this was really cool for me to witness, like in this close of quarters, like obviously when we're together and we're at home and we're both in Skomish, like we have these conversations, but to witness it, like actually happening and these conversations, because I don't see a lot of women who are willing to actually lean into their full desire. Like you get to have that desire. I might choose something very different. Well, man, just say how proud of myself. I am. I do this all the time, but it felt next level to me even to be like, I'm willing to stand so firmly behind my own desire that it might make a lot of people uncomfortable. You know, because if you stayed and for a while in time, I thought it was like more 80, 20 that you were like leaning into desire of staying. And that choice would mean that your husband and your oldest daughter went home And you and your youngest daughter stayed here for two months. Like that was a big thing to lean into. Yeah. You know, not just make the easy choice of like, I can just like go with his desire. I can just go with what makes sense to everybody else. Totally. And I I think the thing that really stood out to me was that like, that would just be the natural choice. You know, we were set to go home on this date. It's never been even a conversation or idea that Dunk wouldn't want to go home. So like that was just the natural choice. And for me, it would have been so easy to just be like, well, I guess this is just the way that it's going because this supports our family and it supports Dunk and it's the decision that we made, right? And women aren't allowed to change their minds. Women aren't allowed to want something that they want. Women aren't allowed to be the ones to make the big fucking crazy outrageous decisions. Especially not you, Manny Jens. You don't get to change your mind. (laughs) Yeah. All the Manny Jens want to break things right now. If I'm actually serious. Oh my gosh. Totally. So I think that was one of the major things was that I was like, okay, I don't want to just follow the stream of like the natural decision. I want to make sure that this decision is really, truly coming from not just like my mind, not my heart, but like my pussy desire, like what's going to actually activate me? What's going to be the thing that I look back on? And I'm like, yes, that was the story of my life. Like I chose that. So we laid out all the options and the options were that we all go home, that I stay in Costa Rica with both the girls and Dunk came back for a little while to work, get our house ready, like do some stuff. And then one of the last option, and he came up with this, we were standing on the beach and he was like, or, you know, I want to go home and wave really wants to go home. And Winnie fucking loves it here. And you think you want to stay. So wave and I could go home and you and Winnie could stay. And I had like, for the first time since we had this conversation, the like heart ping, you know, like I was like, oh, that's it. Like, that's the option that like is making me feel something that's like, inspiring me to think about this. So then all of a sudden the options became like, okay, we're either all going home as a family or those two desires get met and our desires get met. And there's a lot of reasons why that doesn't make sense. Like who splits up a family, who has two household expenses, who in the middle of a pandemic decides is a good idea to keep a family apart. Like 
There were so many details. So many details. The idea of like Dunk quarantining solo with one child, you quarantining solo with another child when you eventually went back to Canada. Like, yeah, there was a lot of like factors in this, but like you didn't go into that like, oh, what makes sense? I'm going to make this decision with my mind for what is the like logical thing to do? What's practical? You didn't get out the, you know, the pros and cons list. Yeah. No, I didn't get out the pros and cons list. And, and in fact, even like, uh, I remember having a conversation with you about the money, like trying to figure out how, you know, the financials of it and how much more money it would cost our family. I think an important part of this conversation actually is that through all of this, like my belief is that there's like this line and it's this beautiful, invisible, unwavering line and you can't see it, but you can feel it. And this line defines like where someone's desire being met actually causes harm to someone else, you know, and we talk about this a lot in terms of wealth, you know, money inside of relationships. It's like this security line, like at what point in time does me living in alignment with my desire actually take away your safety, actually take away like your security and put our family in a situation that's going to hurt people. Because that was something that was like so important to me to honor and such a huge part of the conversation, right? Like the thing was that Canada started to put in all these restrictions and it was April 30th, right? The hotel quarantine, blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember what it is anymore, but like by April 30th, that would lift. So we were like, okay, if we separated as a family, we'd be good until April 30th, like eight weeks apart, we can do, it would be hard, but like we can do that. And that was a safety line for both of us. But the thing that was a no was that if Canada doesn't open that restriction back up and they extend it and we go beyond April 30th apart, like that just doesn't feel good. Right. So for me, the whole time I was playing into this feeling of like, I want us to all feel safe. I want us to all thrive. I want us to all be fulfilled and to be getting what we truly desire without actually hurting you, you know, without putting our family at jeopardy, without crossing that security threshold. There's like so many like pieces to this puzzle. It wasn't just this like, oh, yeah, decision six days later, hop on a plane. And this is like the crazy thing, right? You thought you had more time to make this decision. Thought we had more time to make the decision. But the craziest thing was, That And I kept saying this to Dunk, like, when I know, I'll know. And the most crucial part of the information to know about Queen Sacral, for those of you who have a defined sacral, it's like, if you don't have the hit, if you don't have the hell yes, then it's a no, right? If you're in doubt, then don't. Me on that day, when the option became like, we're leaving on in six days. Like we're going to avoid the hotel quarantine. We're going to change our flights. Like that for me in that moment was like, "Uh uh-huh, let's go. And like, that was just it. You know, it was like the hit came and I had waited so long for it. And like, you can explain like, what was the energy like? Well, this was actually really interesting too, because like, you know, just obviously like how deeply that we're connected to. I had, I was sitting at the beach that morning and I had sent one of our girlfriends a message and I was like, I feel like Robin's leaving next week. 
you know, it was Galentine's and I was like, I really want to like go spend this time with her and our girls. I feel like Robin's going to leave next week. And you and I hadn't even like discussed this as an option. And as I was sitting on the beach, like I literally got a message from you and you're like, one, I love you Two, We're leaving next Saturday. And I was like, of course you're like, it just, it felt like I could feel the energy of, of course, that you felt good about it. And I think that's why when people keep asking us, like, how do we feel? And like, obviously it was like, so sad to like have that last bottle of champagne and the last sunset and to say goodbye on the beach, but also like that, that clarity came in and that it was like such a choice and you made that choice in your power and you made that choice from a place of desire. Of course we get to both be good with it. Of course we get to both thrive. Of course our business gets to go on this new adventure and still thrive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny because as soon as, I mean, we went for a swim together that afternoon, right. In the pool, you and I, and I was like giddy talking about it, you Mm -hmm. know, that the excitement that comes when you're standing in your power and you make a decision that's soul aligned that you know, like no one at that point in time could have convinced me to stay. You couldn't have said anything because I knew when the knowing comes, like that's when the blinders go up. Like the vision becomes so clear that you just get to take inspired action and everything else becomes like, you know, you can't even see it. Well, this is funny too, because I think this is when you really started to get the most of those messages of like, don't come back to Canada. Yeah. Because nobody else knew. And no one knew that I had actually made the decision. Totally. So I love that you actually brought up the femme brand and our business because I've been thinking and feeling into the decisions and I mean, like how fast everything happened and obviously reflecting on the lessons, what worked, what didn't work, how do I feel about everything that just happened and really allowing myself to reflect since being home. And I literally feel like I'm on cloud nine. I've just finally been able to like understand and like see everything that's been transpiring and everything that I've been learning over the last few months. And one of the lessons that has really stood out for me is how everything that I've been implementing and integrating from what we teach from the femme power principles, like how to rise in your power as a woman and really living into that as a woman in my life and in my relationship and as a mom and as a friend, also seeing how that translates into being a business owner and you know, showing up as a leader. And the number one thing that has really come through for me as the main lesson is this level of trust. And I know we talk so much about trust and surrender in the femme world, but what I experienced over the last three months is trust and surrender on a whole new level, like a whole new level. I can't even explain it. Just like letting go trusting that I would know what was right when, when the desire came through, not forcing it, not pushing it. And that the most beautiful thing for us, I think, is that that energy has directly translated to our business. 
Yeah. Trusting in what we've created, trusting in our power, trusting in the leadership that we have. And this is so interesting too. It was like a huge topic of conversation earlier this week inside the everything on our live Q and a call. Everyone wanted to know, they're like, what does this mean? There was like so many tears and people were like, you guys are apart. Like, what does this mean? What does this mean for femme? What does it mean for your business? And I was like able to like really stand my power and like absolutely nothing. And in fact, I think like there's a new chapter that's going to like be even more wildly expansive when we're running this empire from two separate places and really tapping into your energy and your essence and your leadership and me tapping into my energy and my essence and my leadership. And I think a year ago, before we were fully activated in our power, before you and I had really come together as femme, as the duo, this would have felt really hard. It would have felt like maybe this is the thing that like could break us and not like you and I and like our friendship, obviously, but like we would have questioned how can our business survive this? How can we op our business this way? And being in our power is like, of course we get to, of course there's something even more expansive on the other side of this. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, how we teach duos, how we coach duos in business, business partners who come to us and want to learn how we've done it, is that you don't operate as 50-50 inside of a business. Like translate that to your relationship. Like you don't operate 50-50 inside of a relationship. Like it's not tit for tat. It's not you do this, I do that. You got that, I get this. And so I think when you actually look at how we operate as business owners, as 110 fucking percent as who we are as individuals. And it's like, yeah, Robin wanted to go home. And yeah, Jack wants to live in the jungle. And guess what? We both get to bring more to the table because you're thriving where you thrive and I'm thriving where I thrive. And what is the fucking point of going through life any other way than that? What is the point in trying to make it work in any other way? And I think so many people try to run businesses the way that they think they should look and they try to make decisions based on what they should do. And they try to show up in their relationship based on how their friends show up in theirs. And this for me is like a huge fucking permission slip. Like what if we all just get to make the decisions in our lives that feel good and we all thrive as the result of it? Well, I just literally got off a coaching call with a client and this is exactly what she said. She's like, you really are giving us permission to run our businesses. However, the fuck we desire, you know, she's like, you're really giving us that permission that we get to play. We get to like adjust, we get to power pivot. We get to like, it gets to look different and it gets to look different day by day. And she's actually in the middle of doing the femme power principles. Again, she's, she was in that course with us last fall. She's like, when's it happening live again? She's like, I can't wait to dive into it again with you guys. Cause she's like now, right now in this moment, I'm like witnessing everything you teach in that program. I'm witnessing you both like harness your own energy and your own power. I will say that I have never felt more in my power as a woman ever. And I feel like when I look at how that directly translates to femme and our business, I'm like, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, like we have 
consistent six figure months, like a hundred K is our predictable goal. And we've been openly talking about how to calibrate to the next level, the desire to expand beyond what we know and to take that next leap in our income and sales revenue. And I'm like, this is how you fucking own your power. So when people are like, Oh, what does it mean for your business? I'm like, Oh, just you watch like just just you watch. Right. When women rise, everything in their world rises. Like, I'm sorry. And I feel like this is probably super preachy religious of me, but I'm like, I am a risen woman. Like the process that I just went through, I literally feel like I am like walking the walk of what we teach. And I'm so proud you know, I'm so proud of the way that we lead women. And like in this moment, I'm just so damn proud of the way that I led myself and the way that we led each other, you know, the way that we've like supported each other as friends, the way we've showed up in our business. Did you see the stories I did last night on Insta about the message that someone or Megan sent it to us? And she was like, how did you go through all of that? And like you showed up to teach wealth activated and you were so grounded and you were so like in your power and like you led us through that course so beautifully. Like I had no idea you were going through this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's the femme power principles in action. You know, unwavering leadership, unwavering power, unwavering willingness, unwavering wealth, everything. And that's the thing, like you can show up fully in your power. You can show up in your leadership and still feel into all the feels, still experience what you and I experienced together during those six days, those final six days. Powerful women can rock transition, can Mm -hmm. hold all of it. And show up like fully and own it and claim it and teach and make money and mentor and lead. And yes. So this is the world that I desire to create. And this is like, I've been just thinking about this so much over the last few days. If every single woman could make decisions the way that I just made decisions, we would live in a very different world. You know, even hearing you say that, I was thinking this earlier when you're talking, I was like, also like an easy decision for me, if we weren't risen within our business, if we weren't in our power in our business would have been like, for me to just go home too. Yeah. If we can only run our business side by side, like I got to go home. I'm like, no, I get to stay. Yeah. Of course you do. You get to do whatever the fuck you want. Like this is the energy that the universe responds to, right? This is the energy that attunes you to the wealth frequency. This is the energy that attracts hell yes clients. This is the energy that attracts love beyond love. This is the energy, right? Mm. It's love beyond love, wealth beyond wealth, power beyond power, like here for all of it. Yes, please. More please, sister. So you guys, we've talked a lot about the Femme Power Principles. We have a lot of incredible things happening in our world. The Femme Power Principles is the Femme Cornerstone course. You're going to learn the seven power principles to step into 
your power the femme way. As a woman in today's world, learn how to make decisions, learn how to have hard conversations, learn how to rise in your business. If you're a leader, honestly, the seven femme power principles are delivered over seven days, seven hours, and they will change your life forever. This is where you come to learn the femme way, how to rise in your power as a woman. So if you are like, fuck, I want to live in my power. I just, I really don't know how this is the how. So the link is in our show notes. We begin Monday, March 15th. There is pre-work. There is post-work. It is live. You will get all of the recordings and this course will literally redefine your life. Mm, it's powerful. It's sexy. It's bold. It's raw. It is, it is the femme way. It is the femme way. We also just opened up spaces to the femme mastermind for all of you female entrepreneurs in the house who are ready to run a business that is rooted in pleasure, that creates wealth beyond wealth, that is going to help you rise in your power as a leader. The Femme Mastermind is the juiciest place you could spend one hour a week, every single week for six months. Every single, every single week for six months. This is the third mastermind that we'll be leading like right now in this time because... Our masters are the badass. They are so badass. And seeing the transformation that people are going through in those containers right now, the sisterhood, the connection, the collaboration, the leaps, the money, the income, all the things. We haven't even talked about them yet. Have you seen Teresa's posts? I have seen all of the posts. Did you see the post that I sent you earlier about Wealth Activated? Sarah, who said it's the most powerful wealth course she's ever taken. Yeah. Women in our energy are rising to all new levels. And so much of this is going down inside our masterminds, like the femme mastermind every single week. I feel like I get off a call, Rob, and I'm like, that was the best call ever. Oh my gosh. Like this is a place that we show up fully in our energy. It's the place where we desire to be, where women in our world desire to be. It is like you said, badass. It is badass. It's going to push you to your edge. It's going to teach you. It's going to expand you. It's going to bring accountability into your life and business and beyond all of those things. It's also going to bring sisterhood and connection and the peer-to-peer support in both of our other masterminds right now literally makes me cry. Like it is so beautiful. It is so collaborative and the energy is so rising and supportive. It is so fucking badass. So if you're looking to expand your business, your your income, if you're looking to bring strategy and energetics and human design and creation into your business to lead the femway, get your booty inside our mastermind. There's 10 spaces, five are VIP, and uh, we're so excited to lead you that way. And you also get the Fem Power Principles if you are jumping in for the mastermind. Oh my gosh. Hello, boss decision. Yes. Boss decision. Wild women, we love you. You are incredible. This next chapter, this next chapter in Femme, I can't wait for the stories that we're going to tell. Come with us. The rocket ship is just taken off. Just taken off. Who's hopping on board? We love you so much. We'll see you next week over here at the Femme Podcast. 